Alright man, here we go. Once again, Wednesday night. It's just past 9 p.m. You are tuned into Gorilla Cross Radio. You're home for 24-7 positive hip-hop, music, culture, and of course, sports as well. I'm your host, Jose V, and this is another episode of Straight Bet Sports. We are coming to you live from the sports and entertainment capital of the world. None other than Las Vegas, Nevada. You guys had the opportunity to do whatever you wanted to do tonight, and you decided to join us live, and I greatly appreciate you. If you're watching this on a pre-recorded down the road, check us out on YouTube. But make sure to download the Gorilla Cross Radio app as well. Check out all the content. It'll take you directly to our live feeds. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. I didn't do this on the last show, so I got to make sure I get it started out there just to let you guys know. If you want to listen to any of the old podcasts that I've done prior to this and anything moving forward as well, you can find it on all of your podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, wherever you want to listen to stuff, you can definitely find it there. And of course, check out the YouTube page, Jose V Straight Bet Sports. We got a good show on tap for you guys tonight. I stole that from Brian right there. You know what I mean. <laughs> but anyways, we got Brian Feldman in the studio from Fox Sports Radio's Out of Line, the one and only host from Sunday mornings here in Las Vegas. We're also going to have the one and only Cassandra Cousineau, the sports nista as she goes by, from Levels Podcast and of course, LVSportsBiz.com. She was at the UFC 250 event this past weekend, so we want to get her thoughts, her commentary about how it went down, what can we expect moving forward, and just how crazy was it due to the whole COVID-19 situation. Big shout out to Quan 59 behind the big board as always, making sure that we get on all social media platforms. Now, if you are watching this right now, do me a favor, like it, share it, tell your friends about it, and continue to do the same thing every single Wednesday. Don't forget, Gorilla Cross Radio, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m., Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. Now, normally we got Rob G in the building with us as well. He had a little engagement that he had to take care of, so he could not make it. We got my boy Joel B in the background, making sure that he gives you guys all the behind-the-scenes looks, so make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're going to have all the stuff going on there now. Let me go ahead and introduce my in-studio guest today, Brian Feldman. Brian, my man, thank you for joining me tonight. I greatly appreciate you. Had a little hiccup coming to the studio here, huh? You want to talk about that briefly real quick? What happened there? I want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was that interesting, huh? You know, I mean, it just it caused me to be late, and, uh, you know, that's that's just the way it goes. Just but, another Wednesday night yeah, in the I life of Brian I, you know, I, I forgot. I thought we were still in quarantine, and the police weren't pulling anybody over, so I thought that I could go really fast, and uh, <laughs> I found out that I was wrong. That simple. Yeah, man, that's crazy stuff. If you guys know Brian, you guys know his luck with cars, but we're not going to get into that because we don't <laughs> want to talk about that right now. But before we get started with the show and we start talking to Brian and basically get into a lot of sports stuff, man. I mean, UFC 250 was out there this past weekend. We got Roger Goodell's thoughts. We're going to get into that as well. And his lack of mentioning Colin Kaepernick, which very interesting to me that he would talk about racial injustice and say that they were wrong, but not bring up his name. We're going to talk about the Drew Brees commentary the little interview that he had. Are people overreacting? Is he going the wrong way? Is he a racist? As some people are saying, I don't think he is. But, you know, we're going to talk about that as well. The W, I'm sorry, the NBA finally came to an agreement. They are back. We're going to talk about that as well. But before we get into that, I do got to go ahead and thank our sponsors, as we do every single Wednesday night. Straight Bet Sports is being brought to you by Joshua LaFont with Simply Vegas Real Estate. A realtor here to help you educate current future in Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. Now, yes, I, I know you're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, 
and most of all think that they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which trust me simply is not true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and more equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a reality. Now make sure you hit up my boy Joshua Lafon today. Call or text him at 702-813-0533. Once again, this has been a paid advertisement from Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, 702-813-0533. Now, once again, like I did tell you guys, in studio, my guest co-host of the night, this gentleman here is more like a mentor to me because when I first came into this game, in the sports media game, I had a podcast from home. I was doing stuff on my computer, on my laptop, in my room, with my son hanging around, with the wife downstairs complaining. You know how it goes. But this man met me at a Golden Knights game, gave me the opportunity to come in as just a social media intern, if, if that sounds about right, or as some people called me, a cameraman, because his current co-host just couldn't figure it out. But... We had good times. I learned a lot. We even shared a show together on another network that we'll keep nameless for now. But Brian Feldman, host of Out of Line on Fox Sports Radio Sunday mornings. You are finally officially back, my man. You were gone for a little bit. Once again, welcome to the show. Let's talk about your show, though. Are we all okay without masks in here? Yeah, you know. I I just don't know. I mean, we're we're video and stuff, so social media can see us without masks. I don't know how they'll they'll take that. But no, man, I, I appreciate being here Oh, Jose, and I wanted to say to Quan, I got to tell you, the bathroom here is nicer than it is at Lotus Broadcasting, man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, hey, I, I, I'm just saying. You, man, I, I went in there, studio. I'm like, whoa, this is pretty cool. It's all clean here. I felt good, good <laughs> stuff, man. But no, awesome to be here. Nine o'clock, it, it's a lot better than sitting at my desk where I, where I was all day today. So good stuff. So, Brian, normally your show is Sunday mornings on yep. Fox Sports Radio, out of line. Give us a little bit of feedback on how long you've been doing it, but you had a hiatus here. Coronavirus stopped a lot of us from doing a lot of the things that we wanted to do when it comes to our sports media world. Now, you also have your day job, like you spoke about. You don't want to be in your office all day. But how did the coronavirus pandemic affect you with your show overall and in your personal life as well? You know, it really did. It had an effect overall. It's crazy. And, you know, still, I think it's still affecting us all. Going out to restaurants, people that are states that aren't opened up yet are calling me like, how is it, dude, going out to restaurants? I'm like, it's weird. I mean, you know, every other table is not, you're not allowed to sit in there. Um, you know, people are now at the bars, which is a little, which is making it a little bit more normal. But the waitstaff is all still in masks, yeah. so that way. But as far as the radio goes, yeah, we took a break because I didn't want to be like every other sports show and look, talking about classic sports and uh, and then talking about the pandemic or talking politics, which is not at all what our show is about. Yeah. Not that you know I'm opposed to that right now. Right now, I think all of us that have a voice need to speak. And, and so I, I did that on Sunday morning. My sister kind of batted me in the head and is like, you know, you got a voice and you got to talk your opinion because, you know, my co-host Caleb Herring's an African-American guy that I love with all my heart. And, uh, Great guy. Yep. You know, tremendous guy, awesome. former UNLV quarterback. And, you know, he's very opinionated on social media. And I've been backing his stuff. I like what he says, but I've just kept somewhat quiet. I've always, when it comes to the political game, I've tried, kind of rode that fine line because especially in today's world, it is such a divided line that if you believe in one way, people won't listen to you. Your wife will divorce you. Your friends will not talk to you anymore. I mean, that's the life we live right now. Yeah. So I thought trying to tread in that fine line. But when it comes to the social injustices that we've seen lately, you have to use that voice and at least speak out and say what you feel. And so, you know, I did take a break, Jose, as you know, I took a break from both shows. Yep. Uh, I, I followed the rules. I, I tried my hardest to stay in the side, to not touch my face and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, time passed and things changed. And here we are now into phase two. But 
personally, you know, it affected me tremendously. My father, who's still a practicing physician, Correct. believe it or yeah. not, I mean, you know, God, I was born, there were still two dinosaurs running around, so <laughs> it's pretty amazing that my dad's still a doctor in, in the state of Michigan. 83 years old, and, right? You know, he turned 82, 82, in May, yeah, 82 okay. on May 6th, but my father, practicing through this thing, feeling it was his job as a healer to be there, uh, uh, caught the, the COVID-19, and you saw it on my Facebook page. My father not, is not the only one in his office. There's four, five, five partners, and four of the five of them all contracted uh, COVID-19. Uh, two of them ended up in a hospital, my dad being one of them. He got very, very fortunate, never even went on a ventilator, was there for 11 days, and somehow a guy with a pacemaker, a replace valve, and pre-existing conditions walked away from the hospital after COVID-19. Now, one of, one of his partners is 77 and has brain damage. He will never practice again. He acts a lack of oxygen to his brain. So the point is, it is real. Talk to my dad's partner, the 32-year-old doctor, who said it felt like she got hit by a Mack truck. She said, take the flu and multiply it by 10, and her bones hurt so bad that it was unbelievable. You hear different stories. My dad said the biggest thing about this, and I don't want to get into the pandemic here, but you said how it affected me. And this is something for everyone to listen to. The biggest problem, people keep saying the flu and comparing numbers, comparing this and that. The flu is not asymptomatic. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Asymptomatic means you can walk around not showing any symptoms whatsoever and be carrying a virus. The flu is going to rear its ugly head. But this virus with certain people in your body chemistry does not rear its ugly head. You can walk around inflicted and not know it. And meanwhile, you are inflicting everyone you touch and talk. And one of them might not have the same immunity system you have. One of them might even die from it. That is the problem with the, with this virus. It's that simple. Whether it was man-made, whether it's concocted, whether it's conspiracy theory, none of that matters. It exists. It's real. And if we don't take it seriously, well, you know, then, then, then shame on you and shame on me and shame on everyone else. But the point is, we have to live normally and we have to be able to have an economy. And that's the problem. We can't continue this way. But, Jose, I'm back. My father... Thing. I'm so so incredibly grateful is at home. He probably won't be practicing medicine again. He probably is going to be forced into retirement, but he's healthy. He's well. Most of my family is well. Brother, we're, we're blessed to still be here. I just I just hope things get back to the new normal soon, whatever that may be. Um, you know what? It's good to hear that because I did see your post that you were talking about your dad when he contracted the virus, how you were, you know, everybody praying for you, praying for him. But the craziest thing about it is like, like they say about the virus, Older people are more susceptible to it and kids more than likely or people that have, you know, certain type of health issues. Like I have asthma. I'm considered high risk yeah, when it comes to that. High risk, yeah. And the fact that your dad's 82 years old, still practicing, got the virus and is good now. That's crazy. Now, you talked about Lotus Broadcasting, what they made, you know, where your show is at now. Did you stop doing the show because it was something that Lotus said, hey, we have to follow these rules. We're going to stop doing it because a couple shows here also, you know, step back for a while. Was it something that Lotus came at you guys and was like, hey, you guys can't do this right now. We need you outside of the studio. Or was it just something that you, Caleb and Mags and the Wiz were like, hey, let's take a step back for now. Let's do it from home or let's just not do it at all. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, it was actually none of the above. Okay. I was talking to a friend of mine who also has a show at Fox Sports. As you know well, you've been on that show a number of times. Uh, Timmy? Timmy, Timmy right. Unglesby mm-hmm. and talking to him of Heatway Sports. And Timmy said, you know, him and Tommy Barton were going to take a vacation that, you know, they, they talk about odds and games a lot. And mm-hmm. that, that would make no sense right now. But really, you know, they had five hours to fill. And it's like, that's a lot of time on the weekend. I could have done the show. I could have filled it with talking about the most, the world's most iconic athlete. We could have had a debate on that. We could have talked about the 10 biggest busts in sports history. Uh, Spencer and I talked about that recently. Like, these are good things we could talk about. But really, 
everyone talks about those. And you know, when I'm talking about things, when I'm hearing or involved in things like the biggest bust or the biggest this, I want to watch it. I don't want to hear people talk about it on the radio. I want to see it, and then they show highlights. And it, we wouldn't do it a justice. No matter how versed I am on it, I couldn't do it the proper justice that video could do it. But, um, no, Lotus Lotus was really cool. And I got to tell you, their protocol right now, I have nothing bad to say. They were completely accommodating from the beginning to right now. I mean, if I wanted to go on vacation more, they would probably understand that because what are they going to say? But I just felt, you know, it's June now, and I want to show that I'm – I'm I'm believing in everything. I'm going to jump into phase two. I'm going to get back to rea- you know get back to our normality. Normality, of course. And and we're just going to go with it, Jose. But no, every everybody was great. Both stations, KSHP, the same thing. I just felt you know I don't want to sit there and talk about mortgages when I would have to be biting my tongue half the time because rates were going up and down and Wall Street was going insane and it was very hard to have a mortgage show with with so. You know, with, with the market and mortgages and real it's estate being so volatile. It's tough to talk about it, definitely. Now it's good. We're, we're, things have settled down in that aspect. And Wall Street, we've seen playing a little bit. Correct. So, so it's, it's you know, it is time to talk about it and get it back going. But at that time, I didn't want to be dishonorable and trying to tell my audience, yeah, keep doing business with me. I was getting business during the pandemic. I got to work at home. But I was getting business. But, again, I'm, I'm happy that uh, everyone was accommodating. How about you, man? Before you jump into this, how about you and your family? You haven't told us about that. You're back. You're yeah. back. I know you've been back on the air a little bit, so you probably have had that conversation. But uh, what's going on, man? So I'll be honest with you. When I when I told the wife that um, Sponsor finally came on and we signed on here with Quan to come back and get the show started here, she was a bit hesitant, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be out more, you know what I mean? You're going to be out late. You're going to be having people in the studio. You're going to be around other people. But the thing is, I already have a day job, I told her. I work at AT&T, for those of you that know. And I've been dealing with people every single day. We never closed. I see hundreds of people weekly, if not almost daily. So think about it. How many different people am I coming in contact with, I told her? Don't bump the table. Remember what Quan said? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, just, I just caught myself, too. So. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, you know, how many people am I coming in contact with daily? A lot. So at the end of the day, like you said, we have to get back to some normality, but we also can't just hide in a shell and just not be normal people anymore. So that's why I wanted to come back and do this. Now, once again, I am Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. How is Bernice? I got to ask you. She got, you know, she's had bursitis. She's good, actually. Um, for those of you that were following us, um, thank you for your prayers. Let me go ahead and say that. Everybody on Facebook and social media that commented, that liked, that even reached out to me through text, we greatly appreciate it. She was working out the other day at home. She thought she dislocated her knee. Crazy thing is, I was about 10 minutes away from home, and I got home in three minutes. I was doing 120. I ran every red light, every stop sign. Oh, I had my hazard lights on. Comfortable if you think. You and I was like, you know what? I'll take the chance. If a cop pulls me over, it is what it is. But I got home. My car smelled like it was on fire. It wasn't. The ones I met tonight would have not only pulled you over, but kept you there for 20 minutes too. To make you call and somebody to pay your insurance. But anyways, <laughs> the wife has bursitis. Um, she's at home now. She didn't work the day before. Um, yesterday she worked today. She said she wasn't feeling too good, but she sits most of the day, which is good. So she doesn't have to worry about that. But I appreciate you asking about that. Little man is good too. We're hanging out in the pool today, day off. So we got to chill out. Now, once I go saying once again, Jose V straight bed sports here on gorilla cross radio. If you guys want to call us as well, cause I want to start getting some more call in 702-608-3259. And if you have not done so already, remember download the gorilla cross radio app. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple iTunes store. If you have an Android phone, simple google play store you cannot miss it now brian now that your show is back what are some of the ideas and what are some of the plans that you have for your show you recently had on dan duva this past sunday which like i told you was a great conversation i'll let you get into that here shortly you always have great guests when it comes to informational stuff you 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 bring out people that give you stuff that nobody else is going to talk about and what i mean by that is that you give information 
that people want. You're not bringing boring stuff. You're not talking about the same thing over and over again every single Sunday. So now that you were gone for so long, what do you have? Like you say, what's on tap? What do you got on tap for your show? We had a lot of changes. We lost our our longest standing sponsor over the pandemic, and pretty surprising, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. And, uh, hey, not nothing. I, I'm so blessed to have them for seven years sponsor the show. It was so nice, but things have changed a little bit, and um, so that's gone. But we've also picked up a couple new sponsors, so that's all good. And uh, the the changes to the show. One of the things that we're in the works right now, and I I don't mind putting it out there. I don't look at it as being jinxed. But if uh, if the world gets back to even a new normal, and there is fans that will be attending the National Football League games, which I'm curious as to see when and if that is going to be a decision that's going to be made. But we're going to be broadcasting live Sunday mornings from Allegiant Stadium, so that's really? going to be that's going to be kind of a cool thing. Doing so like is that a, official or, or is that well, like breaking well, news? We could break well, it now, like, or is like, it in the like, works? Like I said, it's all going to depend on what happens with with the Raiders. Got and it, I mean, okay. I mean, we still could end up sitting outside the stadium if they're in there playing with no fans, or I might even broadcast Tailgate. inside the stadium with Why no not? fans. But but it's an opportunity, and and it's something that that we're looking at doing. So we're looking at doing something like that, and then maybe if we get the right sponsor, we are talking to a few people now about doing the shows when they play the away game Sunday mornings. Okay. We'll do it at a location close to the stadium of the Strip. So so that's kind of cool, and I think that's in the works right now. And um, it's just, you know, as you, as you said, the guests, you know, Jose, what I try to do is find guests that talk more than me. It's very, very hard. That's kind of hard to that's do, what though, I man. what I said, brother. I, so it's, it takes a lot of due See, diligence. See, I'm tired. That's why I told you to come on tonight. I didn't want to talk to you. But that's why I've talked, <laughs> I, I've talked to so many people because I'm trying to find – so then I make a lot of contacts. It's that yeah. simple. That's what it is. But, uh, no, it's been really cool. And, um, you know, the mortgage show on Friday nights, man, I'm really excited about the future of that. We've really uh, stepped up our game there with what we're doing. We're really putting on some industry leaders because a lot of people have questions right now about the housing market is what's going to happen. You know, when you see, you know, an economic situation, which was a windfall of everything else that happened, go on. People worry about the housing market because of what happened here in 2008. So very briefly, so, since, since, since you do have a, you know, we go off topic sometimes. I know we're a sports talk show and we talk sports betting as well, but. You have, like you said, another show on KSHP that you do real estate. Mm -hmm. Real estate mortgage. Now is it the time? Is this something that people need to look at and say, don't worry about the COVID. If you're looking to buy a house, you can still do it. You know, it's, I'll sound like a salesman saying yes, but the thing is, tr interest rates are still historically low. Really? And they're going to be for a little while. Now, there's there's other things in adjustments, so it's not as great as the feds make it look when you look in the paper and see today's prime rate. That's not necessarily what it is. There's other adjustments that go into it. That is, if you, if you have a perfect situation. But yes, to answer your question directly, it is a really good time to look. And it's also a good time to look, if you had a little bit of an ish issue right now, Look at the equity in your home because refinance, you're going to get a great rate and take some cash out too. So for sure, man. Once again, he is Brian Feldman, host of Out of Line on Fox Sports Radio. Now, Brian, how long have you been on air at Fox Sports Radio? Because I know you did play-by-play -play for the Detroit Lions back in the day. Well, not when play you were, by play but I was. Ra ra radio, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, how long have you had your show currently right now on Fox? The show on Fox, we started with Lotus Broadcasting back when they bought KLAV. Back in um, 2012, in September of 2012, they purchased actually KV that spring, but we were already there. And then we moved over to Fox Sports Radio in September of 2015. So this September will be five years nice. that the show's been on Fox. And it nice. started out with me and my son, Jake. And it was the Jake, Jake and, Dad and Dad show. show. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, you know, Jake grew up and got a little bit older. And, uh, you know, girls and other things looked more interesting to him. So and I, <laughs> I can't blame on. him. I think at that age we were all down that street. But, um, Definitely. you know, no. And then it just kind of morphed into this. And I've been just incredibly blessed, man, with all the people, including yourself, that I've been surrounded with. I've been really, really fortunate. And, uh, you know, a few bad seeds here and there. But you're going to get that in everything that you do. And uh, 
for the most part, man, I, I have no complaints, and I'm, I'm pretty much happy with, uh, with, with everything that's gone on, man. Really couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better transition of life, truly. Good to hear. Good to hear. Once again, I am Jose V. This is Straight Bet Sports. We are brought to you by Simply Vegas Real Estate. Joshua LaFon, always taking care of us as well. Got Brian Feldman in the studio co-hosting with me tonight. Rob G is sitting this one out, chilling at home. Now, Brian, we do a segment here called the Dog of the Night, where we like to get into a Dog of the Night. Meaning you know, just because I was born on the face for radio, you don't need to say that <laughs> looking right at me, man. Seriously. But before we get that started, Quan, if you can cry, try and go ahead and uh, get Cassandra Cousin on the line for us while we get this started. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my Dog of the Night. Today's Dog of the Night, as it is every single Wednesday night, is brought to you by PupperDupperStore.com. PupperDupper Store sells natural dog toys, CBD treats, and best of all, all products are made in the USA. Make sure to check them out at PupperDupperStore.com. Now, my Dog of the Night is from this past weekend's fights, the Amanda Nunez-Spencer fight. Now, there was a couple dogs on the card. Not too many came through. Majority of the fights were favorites. So I was going through the fights last night after we finished talking, Brian, and I'm sitting here going... Who had the best fight overall when it comes to the dogs? And the only dog that I can see was the plus 190 dog, and that was Devin Clark. Devin Clark went into a fight with Alonzo Minifield, who was undefeated going into that fight. Hadn't lost the fight, but he also, from what I remember, hadn't gone past the first round. So it was a three-round fight. In the beginning of the fight, Alonzo caught Devin in his left eye, swelled up the eye right away. He was wincing. It looked like he was in pain. To be honest with you, it looked like he was going to get knocked out in the first round. I thought the fight was over. He adjusted well. Got him on the ground. He started striking. He started doing everything that he had to do right. Came out on top with a plus 190 betting favor, uh, underdog. So if you guys bet la that night, plus 190 was a huge underdog. I'm sure a, huge... a lot of people bet because right now that's one of the very few things you Here's can the thing. bet on. I bet, I bet against Amanda Nunez, not because I thought she was going to lose, but because, at great. but because at plus 475, how do you not sprinkle something off a Alicia guy bet a million dollars on Nunez and only won 166 exactly. grand. So. I think they did that to move the line, but hey, that's here or there. But great fight by Devin Clark. Not only that, if you guys saw the fight before the fight started, he did kneel in the beginning. He did pump his fist up. And you know what? That's just the signs of the time, and it's the way that we are right now, man. If you're going to protest, protest the way you want to. Whether it's peacefully, whether it's out on the street making some noise. As long as it's peacefully. Exactly. As long as you do it right. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Let's because do it, it right. Because it defeats the purpose. If you go out there and you're violent, it defeats the purpose of the protest. It really does. It's just, it, it's violence begetting violence. And, and uh, I don't know this world can handle that right now. Now, the person we're going to bring on right now, it is the sports anista as she likes to go by. Because we're not going to call her Cassandra Cousineau because she doesn't want us to call her that. <laughs> But she was at the UFC 250 event. She got to cover the event. So we wanted to get her thoughts on how crazy it was with the whole testing. I heard that you guys were quarantined and all that. So, Cassandra, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Mrs. Levels Podcast, LVSportsBiz.com. How's your night hey. going tonight? I've heard, I see you had a busy night so far. Man, it's been like this since uh, last Friday. So <laughs> You look exhausted, girl. Let me tell you. Where's her voice? I can't even hear her right now. Get next to the microphone. Can you hear me now? There's there we that, go. There's there we that go. voice. Okay. Go. I'm sorry. I had to drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. Girl. Don't drop the mic. <laughs> so, Cassandra, what I saw it? some of your videos. I saw some of the stuff that you posted on social media leading up to the fight. I saw the video you posted about the test. So, before we get into more, tell me, how was the test? How uncomfortable was that? Because I did see you. I watched your, both, I watched both like, of ah. her tests that she how got. How was it? First one was not bad, right? <laughs> Yeah, 
not bad. The first one was easier, actually. So, you know, it depends on who's conducting your test, how uncomfortable it is, um, because the, the UFC uh, physician was a little more aggressive. But it, it takes a split second. When it feels uncomfortable, it's over. So it's, it's not too bad at all. Now, after the test, um, I heard that you guys were made to quarantine for, was it eight hours or so or something like that leading up to the fight? How was that? Yeah, it was bananas. So I got there at about 7 a.m. And um, immediately after I tested, they, they put you into your own hotel room. So UFC has bought out two hotels, one for fighters really? and one for me and staff. Um, and, yeah, I had to sit in that room until 2.15. And it's like one of those no news is good news situations. They they still haven't told me, actually, Wait. if I got a 65. You know? Wow. Um, so if they... If they told you to get out, you know, obviously there was a problem. But other than that, you just kept it moving. And uh, we, the it's the hotel's not far from Apex, so it was like maybe a five-minute drive. Okay. That we took on the shuttle, and then you know, in the tent, we were all like, um, there was like three chairs in between each media person, so they were pretty strict about it. And we all had masks on for most of the night. So. What was the toughest part about covering this event with all of the stipulations? Because you guys weren't allowed to be at the cage during the fight. Like you said, you guys were in the tent. Um, yeah. You didn't really have access one-on-one -on -one to the fighters. Um, you had them in the press conference. I saw that. But what was the biggest challenge that you would say that you had over this weekend covering that event? Yeah, I think it was a lack of access to the fighters. And so UFC has done a good job of... Um doing like virtual press conferences and all and you know that's that's definitely um appreciated but there are specific questions that you want to ask and build rapport with fighters that weren't able to gain as a result of kind of like these scrums so for people who don't know a media scrum is basically you get the athlete in front of you and everybody gets to ask a question but all the content belongs to everybody. You know, yep. everybody's question is everybody's question. And so um, I miss that. And I miss having uh, moments to talk with the fighters specifically about them and not so much the X's and O's of the whole thing. Like, we all saw the fight. We saw what happened. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wanted to ask more than you know what happened in your fight and who you want to fight next so but you mentioned devin clark yes and talk um, to him devin, earlier devin didn't you on your show earlier on levels correct yeah we talked to him on levels um so devin is an interesting guy in that he also has a foundation and he's very active in his community he trains out of jackson uh wink as well in Albuquerque. Okay. So does John Jones, Holly Holm, um, George St. Pierre, uh, trained out of there at one point or another. Um, so he, he gets to talk to John Jones kind of like about the business part of UFC. And Jones has been very vocal as of late about what he wants to be paid for his next fight. But Devin fought Alonzo Menafield. And Alonzo's father was killed by an LAPD officer. Yikes. And Devin did not know this until after the fight when he watched it back. Wow. That's horrible. That's a story within a story. That's, that's... It was a story within a story. And then you had the trainers and his coaches deciding that they were also going to raise their fists at the end of the fight when Devin 
uh, after Devin won. I don't know if you heard, but in the first round, so Devin was in trouble early. Oh, very um, early, yeah. Got caught in the left eye. That, well, and it broke his orbital socket, actually. Oh. He's going to the doctor tomorrow. He will probably be out for at least mm, four months. He's suspended right now for six, but once he gets cleared by the doctors, it'll be lifted. But um, you could hear a voice saying, Devin, you're in a fight. You're in a fight, <laughs> Devin. <laughs> fight. That's his father. <laughs> That's his pops. He's part of his training team um, telling him he's in a fight because uh, he needed to be reminded, I guess, in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of good fights that night. I mean, there's a lot of people that talked about the Cody Garbrandt knockout, the Sean O'Malley knockout. I mean, Aljamain Sterling choking him out, winning the fight, putting the guy to sleep. I mean, yeah. what would you say was the best knockout of the night? I'll give you my opinion. I think that the Cody Garbrandt knockout was just amazing because it was at the buzzer. It was literally a buzzer beater. And not only yeah. that, the way he got him was great. But the Sean O'Malley one was good, too. The feint with the right hook, and then he just gets him. That was insane. Now, what would you say was the greatest knockout of the night, in your opinion? The knockout of the night for me was um, definitely the Garbrandt one. Um, and maybe there was, like, an emotional attachment. This is a guy who really needed a win. Uh, he got him with the type of power and skill that everybody had been talking about for so long with Cody. But, you know, he had those knockouts back to back and just didn't look good. He had taken a lot of damage. But for him to come back and at the buzzer till I catch him, um, that was a knockout for the night for me. But Sean O'Malley is going to be an interesting story coming oh, yeah. up. And so he had, I mean, that faint, that's something he practices. It's, it's scary. That faint is scary, man. He's now putting this stuff together. You know, he had the issue. He got popped with PD. And, um, he's, he's coming back. And he's very interesting. He's tall for the division. He's almost six feet tall. And he's got a whole lot of skills. And he's just in a good spot right now. I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen. Highly marketable guy. He keeps winning. You're going to see and hear him a lot. You hear about him a lot in the coming months. Once again, I am Jose V. This is Straight Bet Sports on Guerrilla Cross Radio. We are joined by the sports nista. We're talking a little bit about UFC 250. She was at the event and covered the event this past weekend. Another thing I wanted to, 250. Now, another thing I wanted to ask you: Who in the world is gonna beat Amanda Nunes? Who are, who are they gonna finally put yeah. in front of her that can actually give her some type of competition? Now, don't get me wrong. Felicia Spencer hung in there, just like she hung in there with uh, Chris Cyborg. But who are who who is the who is Dana White really gonna put in front of this woman? To, to give us some type of competition for her, because honestly, I, I don't see anybody beating her at all. Yeah, nobody. Not me. <laughs> like unless, nobody. So she does have an injury. Um, haven't heard the exact extent of it. Her she leg, right? Mm-hmm. She was injured in April. I believe it's the knee. She was injured in April, was supposed to fight in um, Florida, wasn't able to make it because of that, and she had she re-injured herself at um at 250 so she's also going to take the rest of the year off you know her wife is expecting a baby and she's got a new phase of her life that she's entering and so um she's going to take some time off i don't know how many fights she has left on her contract but so dana was asked you know who's next i mean do you you do you run back do you have a super fight between her and valentina he said nope 
not interested in that. Um, and the only one you can look at coming close, I mean, Jermaine actually fought her really tough. Um, but no one's on her level. Nobody. Nobody's there. She's put it all together. Now, when she first like started her climb, the knock on her was her cardio. She's going five rounds now. She's going into deep waters, and she hits with power, and she's in great shape, and she's body slamming Felicia Spencer. It's bananas. But I'll tell you who's next in UFC when it comes to women. It's going to be Bailey Zhang. Um, we're going to see Rose Nemanunas fight. Um, Brian shaking uh, his head. Uh, I mean, they're going to fight, but I mean, it's to me, it's a joke. This woman is completely, there is nobody. I mean, let's be realistic, Cassandra. There's nobody right now that can compete with Amanda Nunez in, in the octagon. There's nobody. This woman no, is absolutely, yeah, well, she is the GOAT. And I really felt watching that fight, she was toying with Felicia Spencer. Yeah. I felt she wanted to show everyone I can go five rounds and still go six or seven, where I felt she could have knocked her out or taken her out at any time. So I, I'm glad she gave everyone on pay-per-view their money's worth, but I thought she she beat the living crap out of her. It's that simple. She did. <laughs> yeah. Now She was giddy uh, when she came back. So Amanda is all about records. And she really wanted to be the first champion to defend two belts in two different weight classes. And she achieved that. She really, like, she was like, did you guys see what I did? Did you see what happened? And I think you're right, Brian. Like, she really wanted to put on a show and, and let people know, like, how much she's got. And there's nobody. I mean, I mean, she could fight Aljo. You know, let her fight Aljamain. You know, or <laughs> I was saying, you know what? Oh there's nobody God. to fight. Here's who she should fight because he's got more money than the man upstairs. Dana White, put her in the ring with him. Oh, I'd like to see uh, okay, that. Okay, that, that 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 would be a, a you know, let him train. That might be a fair fight. I mean, I'm I'm teasing, yeah. obviously. I just you yeah. know, and and I was going to ask you, you know, Dana White capitalized on the pandemic he did. Sure did let's be realistic okay the guy capitalized in a big way and now by holding it at the ufc facilities he saved a ton of money as well yep. and yep. and capitalized on the pay-per-view audience definitely my biggest problem with ufc and i've been very vocal on it probably why the guy won't come on my show why <laughs> are his fighters so underpaid you know what i say i say all the time i say that we talk about CTE and football and these guys. I want to know what's more dangerous, protective headgear hitting each other in the head or a shin bone directly to your noggin. Let me see these guys in 40 years walking around without pensions, without the proper money, and we're complaining about prima donna football players. Yep. These guys need to get paid. Dana White's a billionaire. Pay your fighters. I will ban them, and I won't cover the events, and you've never seen me at one. I love UFC, too. I'm being a hypocrite. I enjoy watching the fights, yep. but I will not go to one and cover it because I think he needs to pay his damn fighters, and that's my opinion. Yeah. It's a tough topic. UFC. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm being real, no, man. Is, I, you know, I, my show's out of line, and, I I'm out of, I, and like I, I said, I can't get the guy to come I on my show know. and tell me, why don't you pay your fighters? I think that he would he's shy and Dana would never shy away from um, a fight I don't think he's you know I don't want to fight I don't him think they he'll kick my ass it. I don't want that yeah. if, you, if you saw him on e if you saw him on ESPN today with uh, Fox what was that do Foxworthy or whatever it was oh my I god I didn't get in the ring with Dana yeah. White I, I, like I said I'll, I'll have an argument with him but I surely wouldn't fight the guy but, uh, but I you 
know, here's the issue with UFC and their fighter payment. Unlike boxing, where you have like an upper tier, and you even got some medium tiers. Some guys like Caleb Plant, for instance,、mm-hmm. who might get close to seven figures, and then you know, kind of bottoms out. With with UFC, you have John Jones, you have Conor McGregor. Somewhat, Amanda. I mean, Amanda made four hundred and fifty thousand on、Jeez. her last fight. She、it's、might ripped off like there was、points. no tomorrow. But hey, Man, how much did Dana White make on her fight? Clarissa Shields is not making that money,、yeah. you know, in boxing.、True. So the female MMA fighters are being paid better. I agree. Than, than the female boxers, but when it comes to MMA, you basically got Conor. And then just below that, you got John Jones and probably DC, and then everybody else is working class. You have to. What about, Ma- what about Masvidal? What about what, what、yeah. about Gamebridge? No, no, no. I don't. I'm, I'm just, just saying. No, no. It's a good point,、yeah. but I, I just say, you know, Sandra. The, to me, it's like you have to have a gimmick in the UFC. There's got to be some kind of shtick or moniker, and a guy like Sean O'Malley could be、yeah. the next、yeah. big payday because he、yeah. has that shtick or moniker. Moniker. That's what you need, or you're not going to get heavily paid. And he can fight, and, no and doubt about it. He keeps morphing every fight too into a better fighter. It's pretty wild watching this、yeah. guy. If you don't know who he is, definitely Google him and check him out because he's 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 got a, the wild look. He likes different colored hair. But、sure. the bottom line is he can mix it up on the ground or standing up, and it's pretty cool. Once、he、again, she is. Fight. He's fast, but you know, back to the the fighter pay. If they don't unionize. Yeah. They're just effed, you know.、You're、they right. they have、right. to unionize in order to force、uh, the promotion to pay them. Now, there was a lawsuit that, and it's still ongoing、uh, in regards to、um, unionizing the UFC. There are fighters who allege that the the organization has basically like busted up the opportunity that they've had, and that's where all the financials were.、Um, Were made public in terms of the disparity between what the promotion takes in and what the fighters are being paid. But I agree they, because of the fact that after they are done fighting, and it's sooner rather than later for most of them, they have nothing. There's no safety net for them, and all of these injuries and and all the subsequent brain issues that they're going to have will go uncovered, and these men and women will suffer. Because of it, that's my problem. That's my only problem with it. I think he definitely has something. I knew a long time ago, man. This guy has something here. The way the the society is morphed, we had some. But my goodness, just pay these guys. That's all it is. You got tons of money. Find a way. Pay to, the man. Yes, that's all I'm saying. Once again, I am Jose V. This is Straight Bet Sports on Guerrilla Cross Radio. We are joined by the sports nista now. Before I let you go, I wanted to get your thoughts on something real quick. We did have a top ranked boxing event. Boxing、yeah. is finally back here in Las Vegas now.、Yeah. A little tidbit that I got from one of my sources, which was crazy. If you're a better, obviously straight best sports. We talk a little bit about sports here. So the total rounds for the Stephen Carbio fight, Stevenson Carbio fight, last night was five and a half. If you were betting, the fight was waved off with 132 left in the sixth round, but they scored it at the 129 mark. The fight went over by one second, and from what I'm being told, the sharps were all over the under. The over was five and a half at plus one seventy-five. Let the confrontations begin now. What were your thoughts, real quick, on how Top Rank set up their fight at MGM? How they had their whole setup there, and how do you think Shakur Stevenson looked? Because he came up to super featherweight, from what I'm, I'm、yeah. correct. Yeah. Yes,、yeah, his debut in that weight class. Shakur is—he's、um, slick. 
He is um, really smart about making sure that he doesn't get hit as much. Uh, he's taken a page out of the Mayweather defensive um, playbook. He, his manager and one of his trainers is Andre Ward. And I credit Andre Ward with getting Shakur to this point in his career. I think the fight, the card for me was like chicken soup for the boxing soul. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. But it wasn't like nothing spicy. No, it was familiar. And the difference between a UFC card and boxing, besides the fact that the fights are shorter, so you can have more fireworks in UFC, boxing felt, it felt really traditional. And it felt like, you know, kind of old. Like they're going to have to like spice it up a little bit and that bs piping in crowd noise did y'all catch that no really man if you if you watch it back if you watch tomorrow you'll hear this humming i said it sounded like confused pigeons <laughs> it was terrible you're the best program. <laughs> man they have oh this goodness. program called um hear me confused cheer pigeons. i think I hear and me you cheer. Can, okay you can um you you go on this website and you basically make a bunch of noise start hollering and your sound <laughs> is mixed in with a other a bunch of other people hollering and it's like this ridiculous like buzzing like it's like it's like your your uncle trying to be cool and it's like man just let them kids do what them kids do like, <laughs> why are you playing i'm glad it's back um you know these guys are not getting paid to sit at home. Correct. And if they're not fighting, then a lot of them are going to be in trouble quickly. And it's a sad thing to see. But, um, you know, they're going to have to get back to fighting in order for some of these guys to survive. I feel horrible about it. But, you know, what's weird is, though, Brian, you talked about the MGM is open. So they got top rank, these, this card, they're all like in this bubble, they say. So they're actually over across the street in the convention center. Yep. And yep. it's like a ballroom that they're in. And there's an, and one elevator in, and they're being driven back and forth. You know, Michaela Mayer tested positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Heard that and as well. To me, the so biggest. So far, the she's the only one. I was just going to say, and you know, you went through two of the testing, and my father, who had COVID, my dad, my dad compared the swab test after they did his third one in his nose, they did the, the seven. My dad compared it to back surgery. That's how uncomfortable he said it was when you went up, it goes up your nose. And it made me start thinking, and you had the swab test in your throat, correct? You didn't have the one go up your nose. You had him put it in your throat. Correct. Yeah. And that's still uncomfortable. But you, like I said, I saw the one you did in your car, the drive up, and that didn't look too bad, but that guy seemed like he was gentle, caring. I didn't see the one at the fight, but you, I saw your post about it that, and I knew the second one had to suck by the way, just by what, what you posted. It was uncomfortable, but it was over quick. The swab test in the nose, if you haven't seen it done, Google it and watch it done. My father- Come on, shaking uh, his head no, like, no. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> My point of saying this is, is the throat test this. These prima donna athletes, football players, basketball players, there is no way in hell they're letting you stick that swab up their nose every single day. They won't do it. Trust yeah, me well, on that. UFC and boxing, you, you have a hard time doing it because a lot of those fighters have had or have broken noses. Right. So yeah. it's hard. To, that's why um, combat sports have 
gone to the the um, throat swab. The throat swab, I think, is looking at it from seeing you get it done. It seemed less abrasive than the nose swab. But like I said, they're going to have to figure something out, or these athletes are going to say, "No way, they're going to we're not getting tested before every practice. It's uncomfortable." It's going to. Dude, it's they're not going to do it. It's too expensive. Yep. So it's that, that, too freaking. Have to be Bob Arum is spending twenty five grand per card to so, test everybody, and they don't have it, man. With no live gate, they don't have the money, and that's why Dana you're not White can pay for it. Well, Dana, but also it's such a smaller, I know, I'm smaller group of people going. But that's why you're not going to see fans. Um, you know, I know everybody's excited about Raider Stadium opening, but y'all ain't going. Yeah, I know. I said, I said, I'll be doing. Hey, uh, you'll come. You'll come be guest on the show. We're going to be doing the show outside Allegiant Stadium on Sunday mornings. Yeah, but ain't no fans. There. Ain't, ain't no nobody fans. there. We'll have our own tailgate. We'll get fans outside the stadium. Hey, Quan, can we like, um, can we tailgate with like some cauliflower steak? <laughs> uh, no vegan tailgating. No vegan tailgating. We're, hey, we're not doing that. Hey, you know what I found out? Devin Clark is a. I'm uh, not Devin Clark. Um, uh, Alex Casares is a vegan. Interesting. Like, there's more UFC uh, fighters popping up vegan than you would actually. John Jones goes vegan a couple of times a year. He goes. He goes a lot of stuff a couple he times goes a, a year. Lot of... Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, well, Cassandra, I want to say you thank are. you so much for joining us. We're gonna go ahead and let you go because I know you've had a long day. Great, great stuff as always. Let everybody know out there where they can find you and all of the work that you have going on and that you have done already. Um, appreciate you guys. Um, most of my stuff you can find on Instagram at the underscore sportsnista. I write for lvsportsbiz.com. I actually just posted a couple of articles about UFC 250 and the top ranked cards. You can find me on the Levels podcast on Wednesdays at 5.30. And then we do um, a crossover partnership on Fridays uh, with Levels and Vegas Sports Daily and um, and Mike Dixon. And, and um Ramblin' Ralph, who is the uh, Mayweather Promotions uh, in-ring Showtime announcer, and I um, do some goofy stuff on Fridays. We're, we have um, Rolly on for on Friday, and uh, we might have one other big guest for you, too. Awesome. She's got it going on, man. She sure does. If she is, Cassandra Cousineau, the sportsanista, as she likes to go by. Have a good night. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have you on again soon. All right? Take care. Take care. Bye. Good stuff there, man. We went we, we a little longer, great. but you know what? That was good stuff. That was really good oh, stuff. She's I, great. I've got to have her on again, especially because she covers all the fights now. No, and she doesn't, no pun intended, but Cassandra pulls no punches, man. She asks the questions, she gets the stories, Straight up. and she is in there. And she, well, the one thing about Cassandra is she knows her stuff. The sports needs is the real deal. Man. She, knows she knows her, her stuff, stuff, definitely. Now, once again, I am Jose V. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon of Simply Vegas Real Estate. Real, real estate made simple. My guest co-host of the evening is none other than Brian Feldman of Out of Line on Fox Sports Radio here in Las Vegas. Now, before we get on to our next topic, because we got to kind of start running here. If you guys see the shirt that I'm wearing, a good buddy of mine, Jaime, has a clothing line called Free Your Soul Brand. He's doing something for all my listeners right now. If you guys go to his website, www.shopfys.com. That's S-H-O-P-F-Y-S.com. And you put in the code straight bet, you will get 15% off everything on his entire store. Not only that, go check out the Vegas Strong shirt that he has right now. He's doing something really cool, man. If you guys buy one Vegas Strong t-shirt for the first responders, he will give one to a first responder. So that's pretty cool, man. Go ahead and check it out. Free your soul brand. 
on all things social media at Free Your Soul Brand. Jaime, greatly appreciate you, bro. Now, Brian, let's go ahead and get into some good conversational stuff, which is a little bit controversial as well right now. The Drew Brees comments. Now, Drew Brees came out a little over a week ago and was on an interview. And like Quan mentioned earlier, the guy that was interviewing him kind of fished for it, but he got what he was looking for. And he gave his comment about he would never, ever agree with anyone disrespecting the flag or disrespecting anything that has to do with the country. His great grandfather and his, or his two grandfathers were in the army and they fought and all that. And I get that. But it ruffled a lot of feathers and a lot of people took it the wrong way. A lot of people said that he's going back and forth on the issues. I think he should have just shut up, stood back, listened and learned more, which is what a lot of people need to do with all of the issues that are going right now. A lot of people like to post stuff on social media just because of what they see, not because of what they're actually trying to gather information about. If you look at Drew Brees, when we had the whole national anthem protest, he knelt with his players. He did. After his comments, he comes back and he gives his opinion about, oh, well, I'm sorry, I, that's not what I meant. You know, I, I would never, you know, say this. Or I would never disrespect anyone or blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not, you know, into the racial stuff and this and that. Whatever his quotes or comments were, but he backtracked on what he said originally. Now, I think it was taken out of context. I think people overreacted on it. I don't think he meant to say what he said when he said it. He should have just stood quiet. But the worst part was that he backtracked afterwards. Now, Brian, do you agree that he should have just shut his mouth and not said a damn thing about the whole situation? Or should he have been a little more clear? Because he didn't mention anything about the social injustices or, or, or people protesting right now or Black Lives Matter, none of that. He just said, I will never agree with anyone disrespecting yeah, the flag. He, he was, he was, what he was doing was he was basically saying, you know, I'm a proud American and I'm proud to be an American and it just got completely misconstrued and, and he kept, you know, it's like quicksand. You start, you step in it and you just can't, you, the more you struggle, the deeper you get. And that's kind of what happened. He got caught in quicksand and he just kept, it, it, it got, it went from bad to worse. And, um, yeah, I think after the fact, he should have just, just, just stopped talking. But, you know, again, I, I'm going to just say this with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is an ambassador for the sport of football. I, I, I guarantee that Drew Brees is not a racist in any way. We've I don't never think heard he that. is. He's been a great teammate. Everyone that's ever played with the guy says he's a great teammate. He's the first guy in the film room. Film room. There's a reason an undersized guy like Drew Brees, who had Tommy John surgery at the beginning of his career, is still in the NFL. It is a work ethic. And this guy has one of the best in the National Football League. Does that excuse what he said or did? No. Absolutely not. And I'm not trying to justify that in any way. What I'm saying is I think he it was misconstrued a bit, but he caused that to happen by not speaking. And, Jose, the one thing you said that I think is just key to everything right now, it is please don't speak if you're not educated about the subject matter you're talking about. It's why I, t I take a back seat and I don't talk. I'm not educated enough to say it. I'm not an African-American person. How the hell can I speak about that or empathize? I can't. I can sympathize as a Jewish American, a man. I've exp I've experienced some prejudice in my life, but you know what? I can hide who I am. I can walk into a store yep, and have no idea exactly. what I am. You can't hide in it when you walk into a facility and you're an African American man. You can't do it. And so there's where I understand, and I've got to take a back seat and let people speak that are educated much more than I am on the subject matter, and that's what I do. But do I think it's wrong? Do I think there's all kinds of social injustice that's been happening? Do I think that our law enforcement has got to be put in check? Absolutely. But, again, don't disregard our law enforcement, man. You want to try to walk around this world without police? Do me a favor. Go watch Road Warrior. 
and and let me know if you want that kind of a life because that's what life is like without without law enforcement. Trust me, you don't want that. Once again, I am Jose V. Straight Bet Sports here on Gorilla Cross Radio Network. My guest co-host tonight, Brian Feldman. Now, Brian, another topic sticking to the NFL. Colin Kaepernick. The name is back. The situation. Everything surrounding him now. It all started with Roger Goodell's comments saying we the NFL are against, you know, racism, social, you know, all that stuff. His whole speech, which to me looked like it was scripted and he was reading off of a teleprompter. It did not seem genuine. It did not seem real. It seemed 100 percent fake to me. And not only that, the fact that you would say that you guys were wrong, completely wrong, but yet you did not mention Colin Kaepernick once shows that your speech to me holds no merit. It means nothing, in my opinion. Now. A lot of people are coming out on, on ESPN and all these other media outlets saying that now the NFL has to, someone has to sign Colin Kaepernick right away and get him on there. Okay, here's what I have to say to that. And wait, and, and also, and people are saying that Colin Kaepernick was wrong for what he did and this and that. Now, here's the one thing that I don't ever hear anyone talking about. And, and if it does get talked about, it's like a 1%. First of all, it wasn't his idea to kneel. Remember that. It was a Green Beret veteran, Nate Boyer, that saw him sitting and told him, you know what? I think it's more respectful for you to kneel to show right. what you want to do. And, and let's also keep this in mind. Marshawn Lynch, he's been sitting for the national anthem pretty much his whole career, but no one ever made a big deal about it. The other thing, too, people are saying Colin Kaepernick is blackballed, that they threw him out of the NFL. Let's remember, he still had one year left on his contract with the 49ers, and he opted out of it because he thought he was worth more. Let's also keep that in mind. Now, do I believe that he's talented and do I believe that he's been blackballed and that he should get an opportunity? Yes, 100%. I believe he should be back in the NFL. But I don't think he should be back in the NFL because of what's going on and because of people saying, well, Roger Goodell's not mentioning his name. You know, they blackballed him. I don't think that that has anything to do with it. I think they need to be fair, and I think he is talented. He can still play in this league. There's teams right now that he can probably suit up for and probably win seven, eight games, if I'm being real. Not the greatest, but could probably still win seven or eight games depending on the team that he's on. What are your thoughts on Roger Goodell's comments, his quote-unquote speech, and how he felt about the whole situation and the whole Colin Kaepernick situation? Should he be signed right now? Do you think he should be on, on the team or not? First of all, with Roger Goodell in regards to that, I mean, he had to say something. Again, when you have a voice and you're the commissioner of the National Football League, there's no way he could sit silence. And Roger Goodell's Roger Goodell. I, I, I think he left things out of his speech. I, I think, again, it was taken out of context. And the bottom line was when he, took, when he talks, it's not like E.F. Hutton where everyone listens. Okay, when Roger Goodell talks, people look for reasons to scrutinize him and to get on him. That's just a fact. So I commend him for getting out and having the speech and, and doing what he should have done. Should he have done it sitting like in the basement? of his house he should have sat in a classy room look good we all know he's rich as hell so you don't have to hide that fact but I, I, th I don't know what more he could have said. Could he have brought up Colin Kaepernick? I guess. But then it would be somebody, he wouldn't have done it justice. As far as Colin Kaepernick goes, I believe he deserves the same opportunity as everyone else. Do I believe a Colin Kaepernick's talented enough to, see, to play in the NFL? I don't know. Colin Kaepernick beats to the tune of his own drummer. I don't think he's a very coachable player, to be honest with you. And yeah. I think, and I think that, there, that the bottom line is the reason teams didn't, didn't bring him aboard because none of them thought he could be a starting quarterback and lead us to the Super Bowl. Granted, he did it with San Francisco before Jim Harbaugh took the distributor cap off him. When Jim Harbaugh let him play backyard football his first year, he was great. As soon as he decided to try to preserve his career and not let him run as much, he was mediocre at best. He wasn't a great quarterback. They went downhill, and he, he opted out of a contract because he thought he was worth more money. I don't think he was. Do I think he's an NFL caliber talent? Of course he played in the NFL and took a team to the Super Bowl, but that was years ago. 
I think right now you give him a fair shot. They did have a tryout for the guy not long ago, and he didn't impress the scouts that much where they said, wow, we've got to have a tryout. But I will, and he moved the tryout, and he was pompous about it. I think there are players that he's probably better than in the NFL, but do you really want a media circus in Colin Kaepernick when you're trying the number one line? The NFL stands for not for long. you got to win. Yep. You've got to win. Colin Kaepernick, when you have a media circus going on, does that does that potentially take away from the goal of your team, and that's of winning and not having outside attention paid to you? But, you know, I just think too much is played in that. Colin Kaepernick did what he did for a reason that he thought was something that he was protesting. It was his way to have a voice. I never disagreed with that. Me personally, I stand and you know, I stand and put my hand on my heart for the American flag just because I enjoy my life so much. But you know what? I live in my own little bubble and, and up until recently I was blinded like everyone else. I really thought things were a lot better than they were. And I was blindsided. So again, I'm uneducated to talk on the subject matter and I feel things do have to be done, but I'm not the qualified person. Man, I'm a sports personality. Who the hell am I to say what should go on or or what should happen in the world. Should Colin Kaepernick get an opportunity if he's good enough? Absolutely. If he's not, then cut him and he shouldn't be on a team. And to me, he's got to be a little bit better than good enough because you are going to have media hoopla with him no matter what. So he better be damn good and worth media hoopla. On my team, I don't want that, man. I want to win. Once again, I am Jose V. This is Straight Bet Sports, brought to you by Joshua Lafon of Simply Vegas Real Estate. Real estate made simple. We are coming to you live on the Gorilla Cross network now if you haven't downloaded the app make sure you do that now check out gorillacross.com go on your phone in your app store it's simple it's easy and best of all it's free and trust me you won't be disappointed not only are you going to find sports on there but great music and great shows and a lot of great content now brian we got a few more minutes here about two two and a half more minutes before we get going let everybody know where they can find you what you got going on and go ahead and plug away I'm sorry, one more time. I was, reading, I was actually reading a post by our friend Chris Wynn, who was talking about the show. He liked my rant on uh, the uh, the UFC and paying the what fight. What I was saying is let, let everybody know where they can find you, man. Okay, I'll take social I media. I'm, I'm looking at my cell phone. No worries. Isn't that, isn't that typical? Like, you know, uh, well, on social media, uh, Spencer the Wiz, our, our intern, who I do want to shout out to because I think yeah. he is listening. He's done a tremendous job for both of the shows we that I host. We did a few host. podcasts together and before you, I jumped got, on you know, here. you've got, you know, Spencer, and, and mm-hmm. he is just a workhorse. Great and, kid, uh, great kid. It really is. And and so we're, we're, this is pretty much all of now. Out of line as far as on, on Facebook goes, and you can see all of our posts, and we do Facebook Live. It's just at out of line, 1340 a.m. Simple for, for that. But for Twitter, for Instagram, for pretty much everything you're right on now. on YouTube now. YouTube now. Yeah. It's at out of line, Fox Sports LV. Dot com and that's where you're going to find us all over the place. So Spencer's hooked that up. The, got a got a new website. It's pretty cool. And um, yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun. We're uh you know this week I'm not sure who uh who Sage Sage Salmons of the Vegas Golden Knights is getting us, but I think we're going to probably have Gary Lawless on the show with us on Sunday okay, morning. Nice. So that'll be kind of cool. I got to hit up Sage and, man. I got his yeah, number. I got to hit him up. Hit him up. I mean, and and you know, and, and I'll, I'll we're trying to get some you know UNLV. I would really like to. Marcus Arroyo has been obviously very busy mm-hmm. during this off season. Uh, you know, during everything. So I'd like to hear what's going on with him, but. But uh, that's our show, Fox Sports Sunday morning at uh, from eight to nine, and that's uh, where, where that one is. And then Friday nights, I do the show for uh, if you're interested in real estate, and mortgages, and what's going on, man. We have the industry leaders. Uh, if you got a roof over your head, I say don't miss this show. It's Friday nights on KSHB. You should have Josh on that fourteen hundred AM. I, I already want Josh in the show. I'm going to give Josh a commercial on the show. So Josh is a great guy, by the way. So awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining me, man. I greatly appreciate it. This definitely will not be the last time that we do it. Fun times as always. Now I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. I want to thank every person associated with tonight's show. First of all, Quan, thank you, because if it's not for you, we are not here tonight, and we are not doing this show. My guest co-host tonight, Brian Fellman, my mentor, greatly appreciate you jumping on with me. 
Joel be in the background making sure that we have all of our pictures, videos, and all of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we'll be posting later on All Things Social Media. So remember, you can check me out on Twitter at Jose underscore Volonte, Instagram, Straight Bet Sports, Facebook, same thing, Straight Bet Sports, YouTube, Jose V, Straight Bet Sports. And if you want to listen to any of my content, if you like to listen and not watch the video, I'm on all things Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google. Check it out, man. Now, I'm going to go ahead and close out with this. Tough times in our society, a lot of bad things going on. But this is the one thing that a lot of people need to understand. If you're the person that keeps saying all lives matter and don't understand what black lives matter means, then you still don't get it. So then, I am Jose V. This is Straight Best Sports. We are out.